veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at notsopeterpriesthood. And you can email us at notsopeterpriesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! Bye! So, you want to know uh, <laughs> something that I've had in my head like <laughs> for like two weeks now. Like, I feel like it's... And I didn't realize what it was until like maybe a week later i was like what is that that tune what's that what is that it was do as i'm doing <gasps> me yeah oh, i hate that for you <laughs> i hate that for you <laughs> yeah. um, one of the teachers at my son's school is lds and i found out because my son was singing once there was a snowman, snow, and I was like, "How do you know that song?" He's like, "At school." I was like, oh. "I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it no, has that nothing." Was a, that I was, was pretty just, innocuous, yeah. Yeah, but I was like, <laughs> just unlocked a whole, a whole lot in my brain. <laughs> well, and I was thinking about this song, like, um, I would like to learn, like, look into like the psychology behind teaching children motions and songs to like imprint um neural pathways and that kind of stuff to like oh yeah because like when it comes to like brain gym and stuff like crossing the median the brain (laughs) this is a whole thing we could talk about for hours this is what i studied like crossing (laughs) the brain median right to left and left to right and connecting the the synapses in your brain across your brain paths like oh it's so interesting it's so interesting yeah so it it just goes into like the whole you know, brainwashing, <laughs> indoctrination mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. indoctrination, yeah, of these children. <laughs> so that's yeah. been in my brain all for a couple of weeks now. So that's fun for me. <laughs> it's worse than watching zombie movies. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I'm sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> okay. Everything's fine. I just, you know, Everything's I fine. I just listened to Taylor Swift to get it out of my head. So. I love how my mom apologized to you that I'm not a Taylor Swift fan and she doesn't know what went wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that's great. I was like, well, we we still love her. It's fine. (laughs) She's like, I did my best. I just... (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mom. Love you, too. (laughs) I'm going to go listen to my emo music. Oh, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a lot to cover this one, so... um... I'm excited, because I know bits of it. Yeah. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the Twin Flames universe, because it's the month of love still, and we just have to continue that, I guess. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Also, I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, but... <laughs> Ew. Isn't that this Jimmy Fallon that does that? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, my sources are Wikipedia, Vice.com, and Time Magazine. Um, all right. So, were you ready to get into this? I mean, yeah. 
I got my coffee. Like, I'm good to go. What am I going to do? Just dip out of the call? <laughs> I got rid of my rolling chair because I can't roll out of screen now. So. <sighs> All right. So, uh, Lene Burchell was all set to fly from Texas to, to Toronto in July t- 2019 to meet a couple who she credited with changing her life and starting her down a healing path. Since January 2019, Burchell had been a devoted member of an online spirituality school called Twin Flames Universe, led by two glassy-eyed Michigan YouTubers calling themselves Jeff and Shalea. (laughs) Burchell, a 30-year-old single mom, had bought tickets for a two-day Ascension workshop in Canada the weekend of July 27th and 28th. Marketing materials for the... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I just hate. I had have had many bad experiences in Toronto, so no hate oh, really? to our Toronto listeners if there is any. <laughs> it, it, the airport just doesn't make sense. It just you have to take a bus to get to the other side of the airport. What is that? Why? Sort your shit out, Toronto. Yeah. You have to like get on a bus and like go through town to go to the. Oh really? <laughs> I just. I just. Anyways, it's fine. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Let's keep going. <laughs> Sorry. I hate that airport. Uh, no hate for Toronto, but hate for the Toronto airport. Got Just it. the airport. Just the airport. <laughs> I'm sure the rest of the city is... Fine. <laughs> Again, no hate. Uh, marketing materials for the event promised participants would experience heaven on earth. <laughs> for Burchelle, it was supposed to be a rare opportunity to meet the Twin Flames Universe founders for the first time. Jeff and Shalea, who previously went by the names Ender Ionethos, I, I, we'll I don't know, Ionethos, I guess, and Megan Plant. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I got hooked in because my favorite book is a as a kid was Ender's Game and he like named himself after Ender. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> also <laughs> Which written is by Mormon author. Written so. by Mormon, Orson Scott Card, yeah. So yeah. there's the connection. I had a yeah. I had when I was at BYU Idaho, he came to did like a like a not a conference. He did like a a talk. Mm. He's like a keynote speaker and oh, yeah, yeah. at this at a conference. And um it was like everybody like had to and I don't remember much about that the whole thing other than like he seemed very into himself. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I met Dean Hughes at BYU and yeah, same thing. It was like I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He wrote Children of the Promise. Did you ever read those books? Oh, like World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to have like a meet and greet with like ten students with him at BYU. It was really cool at the oh. time. <laughs> it's funny. He's like, "Where are you from?" And I said, "Oh, I'm the only Canadian." And he was like, "Oh, we're in Canada." And I said, "Oh, Cardston." He's like, "Nobody's actually from Cardston. Are you from Hillspring? Are you from Glenwood? Are you from Mountain View?" And I was like, "Um, I'm I'm from Mountain View." And he's like, "Yeah, that's what I think." He's like, "I have a cabin in Waterton." And I was like, "Oh,", oh. oh. <laughs> he like told me where I was from. I'm like, oh, that's, that's random. <laughs> Was random. 
So Jeff and Shalea have released hundreds of online videos over the last five years about relationships, finding purpose, and fringe New Age concepts. The couple, who claim to share a special spiritual connection with God and each other, charge upwards of $4,000 for access to more exclusive videos, workshops, and one-on-one mind alignment therapies. Their videos and accompanying social media forums cater to viewers who feel lost and alone and who want to find acceptance and true love. Jake, we're in the wrong business. I know. That's what we need to be doing. <laughs> we, can, we can start a cult. Yeah. Oh, did I spoil it? Does everybody know? Oh, this you spoiled the ending of, the, of what we're going to get to. <laughs> what we're, where we're at. We're, little do they know, this whole podcast <laughs> is like leading. Oh, this is us just easing you into our yeah. cult. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 Could you imagine? <laughs> no. That sounds like a lot of responsibility. It does. It I does. just bought an orchid, and that seems, like, out of my depth. So I don't think I could run <laughs> a global... Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> could you imagine the documentary afterwards? Like, hmm. <laughs> she couldn't keep an orchid alive, but somehow... Somehow she ran a global cult. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Can't remember to eat lunch, but yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, right, Twin Flames Universe, also called Twin Flame Ascension School and LifePurposeClass.com, trades in a specific kind of true love that requires a belief in souls and reincarnation. The school claims to help students find their twin flame, a more intense version of a soulmate. This, okay. I'm preparing you for the vomit that might (laughs) grab my bucket. A twin flame is your best friend in the entire universe. Jeff told YouTube viewers in 2017, this person was designed for you by God and you were designed for this person by God to be your eternal companion for all of eternity. (laughs) Uh, I'm already, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the we're gonna get into the a little bit of background of the of Jeff and Shalea. Jeffrey Jeff Divine, born Jeffrey Ayan, formerly Ender Ayanethos, grew up in Lapeer, Michigan, in a Catholic family. A childhood friend told Vice News that in his younger years, Jeff focused on learning everything he could about Warren Buffett. Yeah. What a random. Yeah, and as a kid, like okay, so okay, nerd. Just, <laughs> man. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, this kid, like, oh, I guess, uh, yeah, in his younger years, he's just carrying around books by Warren Buffett, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I he wanted got, to be one of the boxcar children, but whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, in high school, he was on the swim team and in theater club. He graduated from Western Michigan University's business school in 2010 and then sold all his belongings and moved to a subsistence farm in California. In 2012, he moved to Hawaii, changed his name on social media to Ender Ayanathos, like you said, in reference to Ender's Game, and started the blog Ender's Adventures. He built a shack in Hilo, 
Hawaii, which he rented on Airbnb. In 2012, he met Megan Plant online, and the pair started dating. In 2014, Jeff and Plant... Jeff... I don't know why they did that. In 2014, Jeff and uh, Megan met for the first time in person, and... Uh, let me get them pairs. And they recorded their first video together. They're married in 2016 and have one daughter born in April 2023. Shalia uh, Divine, which I'm like, okay, could you be even more, like, obvious? Like, Shalia. <laughs> I'm going to name myself Dusty Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty Awesome. <laughs> Nobody That's can say my last name anyway, so I may as well. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Johnson. It's fine. Uh, Shalia Devine, born Megan Plant, was born and raised in Canada in a Catholic family. <laughs> Before meeting Ian, she was a photography student, Reiki practitioner, and psychic who worked at a Thai restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I was just all over the place. <laughs> you so know. random, yeah. Uh, shortly after beginning to date uh, Jeff, she changed her name to Shalia, Shalia on the advice of her spiritual teacher, Altona Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> name but wild. Yeah. Uh, Burchell says, uh, so back to that one. That oh, yes, the first. Yeah, okay. It's her first name. Lene. Uh, Lene says she quickly became one of the most committed Twin Flame students in the community, posting in the Facebook group regularly, watching new videos, and calling into weekly group sessions in, on Google Hangouts. She spent as much as 30 hours a week outside of her full-time government job and single parenting duties. That's a, like a part-time job she's doing, like on top of like hanging out with these people, um, keeping up with the coursework, building lists of potential new students, and making sales calls all the time. She volunteered for no compensation. Uh, she grew obsessed with attracting her suggested twin flame. It was a married man Burchell met at her gym. So her twin flame was this married guy. After repeated oh. exercises that seemed to encourage fixation, she said she showed up at his work uninvited to prove her alignment with love and God. She counts herself lucky that she was never arrested or subject to a restraining order, unlike other members of the group. Uh. Uh, all right. So when Jeff and Shalia first met, Shalia was living in Arizona, where Jeff joined her. The two then moved to Hawaii and started a blog called Awakened Intimacy, yeah. and began making YouTube videos in 2014. Um, as of November 2023, their YouTube channel had amassed 18,000 subscribers, and their private Facebook page had 14,000 members. They founded Twin Flames Universe in 2017 and began offering the Ascension course uh, in 2017. Vanity Fair journalist Alice Hines described the classes as a therapeutic spiritual reality show. <laughs> in 2020, the course cost $4,444 to review and purchase. In 2019, the couple founded the Church of Union to unify all religion under one spiritual umbrella. Within the church, Jeff is the Father Christ. Of course he is. Shalia is the Mother Christ, and their daughter is the Princess of all creation. Together, they are the Master Christ, eternal ruler of all creation by God's living hand. <laughs> uh, 
like this kind of goes it combines a lot i remember i watched the documentary that's the new one i watched yeah. a, pretty close to when i watched the mother god one oh, and yeah. i was like, very similar <laughs> like they grab stuff from a bunch of different religions and belief systems and just like smushed it together like play-doh it's just like oh let's just this all sounds good <laughs> let's just... of all creation okay yeah <sighs> which we're gonna get into the the children aspect of that but um they also run the mind alignment process process yeah an online service that claims to treat PTSD, which sounds, sounds safe. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Okay. But like we've talked about before how they're like, they definitely are, gra- they're catering to a very vulnerable audience that is alone oh, and yeah. just want to be, they want to have a significant. They just want that command companionship, right? Like it's, I've only really seen like um, people in Canada. Obviously, I, there's a there was a special on Canadian victims of this group, and it was people that were just sad and lonely yeah. and just were craving some sort of intimacy and were taken advantage of. And that's so that's so sad to me. Yeah, and if you watch the documentary, it's sad to see like the because um, there's people that have left that that are talking and they're just they talk about how like they just all they wanted was connection that's all they were looking for it's like yeah. i don't know and you could tell that they just are so like, devastated and felt betrayed you know like that they oh yeah yeah um, you're made all these promises and then they were like <laughs> just kidding yeah oh uh, they have also claimed to get the ability to cure cancer and other medical conditions with a form of spiritual therapy. I don't know. So, isn't there like they didn't? What's her name? Teal Swan do that? Like she wants to like. Yeah, I was gonna say that's very. A Teal lot of Swan. them like uh, claim to cure. We can cure cancer. We can do wow. this, and then it's like. Yeah, it's because people who are like dying, and are desperate to survive are willing to try anything. Like. I just had a friend go through cancer. She just got to ring the bell. So congratulations to her. I won't say her name. But um, um, there was a point where she was very, it was, it was really desperate of just anything, trying anything, any poison that they were going to put in her body. She was like, yep, let's do it. I've got to kill this thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have a friend. um, He was my former Navy instructor. That's, like, he's basically, like, he's going through chemo right now, and he's basically a shell of who he was. Like, it's just, it's devastating to see the pictures of who, like, he's yeah. not who he used to be. But he's, he gives a whole, like, he'll give updates on Facebook, and it's just this long. And he's, I mean, he's very focused on he getting healed. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, he's, like, his last one was, like, um, he's on round nine or something, or he's about to get to round nine of, and the max he can do is 12. And he's, um, so they're hoping that he can anyway, but it's just cancer's not something you can fuck with. But like, no, cancer's like horrific and it affects everyone around you, your friends, your family, Mm -hmm. your co like, it's just, it's a devastating disease. And so 
yeah, I could see why they could suck people in because yeah, you get to the point where you're like, I'll try any diet, I'll try any, mm-hmm. you know, any healing energy or crystals or whatever. Yeah. And chemo's so like almost as worse than the, you know, mm-hmm. so people seeing that and they're like, oh well, I'd rather just try this spiritual thing, you know? Yeah, because it's poison. It's literal poison that they're pumping yeah. into your body. Yeah. Uh, all right, you ready to get into their teachings? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We're already in the thick of it, right? Um, okay, so they teach that every individual has a twin flame, which is in, um, which Jeff and Shalia will assign, and the member is encouraged to pursue their twin flame romantically. Wait, they assign your twin flame? It's not like I'm yeah. in love with this person? What? Yeah. So in the documentary, it kind of started, like... The, at the beginning it seemed like that was like oh I have this I've met this guy and then Jeff and Shalia will be like that's your twin flame like it, yeah it's, that's kind of what I like the the one individual I kind of know about she was in love with somebody that she worked with mm-hmm. and they were like yeah that's your twin flame and it was somebody she already had but now they assign oh yeah oh it gets good. really and it'll be like um I saw in the documentary, there's like a video of them like in a group together and they call out one person and then they say this other person in the room is your twin flame. And it's like this weird, like, uh, yeah. Ew. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I don't like that at all. I mean, I don't like any of this, but that just makes my stomach feel weird. Yeah. Uh, The group... Initially allowed outsiders to be assigned as twin flames, uh, leading to instances of members facing restraining orders and criminal charges for stalking. So one in the documentary, I'm not sure if I'll, if she'll be brought up in what I've had here, but um, she's like a DJ and she, she literally like ended up stalking this guy. Like she went on one date with him, told Jeff and Shalia about him, and they were like, "That's your twin flame," and she ended up because she was so. She had been told by them so repeatedly that that's your twin flame. You need to do whatever you can to get him. You need to do whatever you can to convince him that he's your twin flame. Uh Um, And so she would show up at his, like, work. She would show up, like, she ended up going to jail for, like, because Uh and getting a restraining order against her because she... um, She was, like, harassing him, basically. Oh, and isn't this one he's, like, telling her to be, like, a honey badger of love or something? Mm. Yeah, that's that what he's screaming familiar. at. I've, I've just seen a clip of him like screaming, like, "Yeah, be a honey badger." And I was like, "What? The <laughs> yeah, he's is going uh, on with these people." He'll yell at them like he's yells yeah. at them, like, "You're," and then he'll be like, "You guys are fucking it up. You guys are doing." Like he yells at them at these people that are taking his classes. I'm like, "Uh," <laughs> I would be like, "Uh, fuck you, bye." Right? I'd be like, "There's my uh." End button. Bye. And I would like my refund of my $4,000. Thank you. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen the clips with the Canadians of him, like, screaming, like, you need to be a honey badger of love, and you don't take no for an answer. And I was like, what Yeah, he tells him not to take no for an answer. That, like, that's, um, which is very problematic. Uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And also, this is, gen- this is, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a lot of women in these groups. Or in the group? Yeah, it does attract a lot of women, but there's... Um, I'm sure there's some men. Yeah, but all I'm, I can think of is if... 
he was screaming at a man to not take no for an answer. Could you imagine, like, why is it okay for a woman to stalk and harass men? Where if it was the other way around, that's... Yeah. I mean, sorry to go on a tangent, but that's all I could think of. Like, all these women are being told, don't take no for an answer. And I'm like, if it was a man, they'd be like... That's that's really problematic. I mean, it's problematic yeah. both ways, but it's just weird to me. It's just weird that yeah. concept of like you go get your man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I do now that you say that, like the uh, there are men in there, but like in the documentary, they mostly just interviewed women. So I don't know if anyway. Yeah, um, I've only heard women speak out about it. There was three Canadian women that I've kind of I've heard their story from on a mm-hmm. different podcast. So. So, uh, members of the group are encouraged to engage in the mirror exercise, uh, which requires one to think of what is bothering them and then blame themselves for it. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's an, this, yeah, you're basically just like, I'm like, I'm having these, uh, terrible thoughts and then, um, then you just like, blame yourself that you're not you're not it's like that concept like so like uh scientology like you're not clear enough you're not you and so it's like this idea that you're just not good enough and um they will be in like one-on-one things with like jeff and shalia and they'll just be like doing these mirror exercises just telling themselves how bad they are (laughs) like how terrible they are because and people pay for this experience yeah uh sociologists uh I don't know. I'm going to screw up her name. Janja. It's probably Yanya. I don't know. Oh, is it Yaya? She's like a cult. J-A-N-J-A. Yeah. Yanya, I believe is her name. I've heard of her and a few different things. Yeah. She's a lot of cults, like people who've escaped cults and stuff. She says it's an introspective exercise, which they say is there to help you, but it's actually there to tear apart the self. Which, you know, it goes along with the cult mentality of like, yeah. oh, you're not good enough to leave us. Like, you're never going to be good enough to leave us. Is like, you're just going to break people down to like, so that they feel they're very reliant on you. Ew. Yeah. So I'm just trying to understand. So, okay, Pat leaves his socks on the floor right next to the hamper instead of putting them in. So I'm annoyed by that, but I'm supposed to turn around that I'm... The, the problem. Yep. Like I didn't move the hamper over three inches, so it's my fault. It could be that, or it's like, oh, you didn't explain it to him that he needs to put it in the hamper, or you didn't do this because you know, and I don't know. <laughs> I just came and flipped me off. He <laughs> <laughs> said it's your fault. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is your fault. <laughs> Thanks, love you. The <laughs> month of love, yes. <laughs> We have a weird relationship. We're fine. (laughs) Uh, All right. So they also. Twisted though. Like, I mean, I can see like, you know what? Just calm down and put the socks in the hammer. It's not that big a deal. But like to twist it around onto like, I'm lacking in some way. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I watched the damn socks. But also because you're annoyed with it and because you're saying that like mm, no it's his fault that's also a problem so then you turn that against yourself and so it just is a like a spiral <laughs> i would not do well in this group i think i would be in a lot of trouble every day with these bozos <laughs> yeah 
but it's from what I remember of the documentary, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I remember them talking about the mirror exercise and it seems like it's something they don't introduce right away. Like it's something that they just, they kind of ease you into. Yeah. I was going to say all the weird shit usually comes once you're already invested. Right. Yeah. All right. So, and the whole idea of it is to like make yourself ready for your twin flame. So the mirror exercises help you prepare yourself for to be ready for your twin flame. It all centers around that and like trying to find love and trying to find this eternal companion. And then (laughs) it's like, it's just more young women's lessons of learning how to darn socks and make a pot roast and change diapers. And yeah. (gasps) Uh, the group claims also to be supportive of the LGBT community, but their rhetoric has, critis- has been criticized by the new school professor, Cassius Adair, who has said, what I'm hearing them say is I want to get closer to who I'm supposed to be. That raises a red flag for me. We don't want, to be, we don't want there to be a supposed to be about gender. We want gender to be something that you're allowed to discern on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we get into the group teaches the concepts of the divine masculine and divine feminine and that every partnership has one masculine and one feminine partner. Former members have criticized the group for doing a form of conversion therapy by exerting social pressures on members to conform to their divine assigned gender identity. Uh, and if this person was in the um, documentary. Former member Arcelia Francis compared the group's ide- ideology to what might happen if excessive liberal progressives got drunk and had a baby with conservative Christians. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, it, she's got a point because they're like, <laughs> they're taking this idea that like there's a binary gender identity, men and men and women. But you're supposed to be like, that's, I don't know, you're supposed to find your gender, which is also, is a very progressive idea of like genders like mm-hmm. a spectrum. Right. But, and it's a social construct, but we're also going to put this spectrum into a binary. So it doesn't, it really doesn't make sense when you like break it down. <laughs> yeah. They're still saying there's only male or female, they're not allowing for that non-binary and for yeah um yeah any any other identities that yeah or what is it trans femme like anything that's like um yeah something that's a little more quote murky like as far as like there's just in the, the gray areas yeah gray areas that, yeah. that honestly a lot of us probably fall under oh for areas. sure i mean yeah again gender is a social construct that yeah. man created to put us in boxes. Yeah. Tell us what to do. Yep. Uh, other members have mentioned being assigned a twin flame who wasn't the gender they were attracted to. Jeff and Shalia claimed they had confirmed their genders through God. Uh, what? Many of these, yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're telling... So like so, cis straight people are being told, oh, by the way, your twin flame is someone of the same... Mm-hmm. What? And so what they'll do, and this has been... You know, so just for an example, say you and I understand you're bisexual, but like, oh yeah, yeah. we'll just but, yeah. Um, as a cisgender woman, mm-hmm. you know, and they tell you, oh, actually, you're a divine masculine, so you need to be starting to transition into a man, uh, so no. that you can be with your divine feminine, who is a woman. 
So they're going to strip or me. Or it could of- be you're the masculine, he's yeah. the feminine, but he needs to transition to a woman. No, the and he needs to transition, so you need to switch basically like your – yeah. I have no words. <laughs> and that has happened. Like there's been – members of this group who have fully transitioned their whole by like their whole bodies and done gone through the surgeries to do this. That's where I really got the ick was I was just like, this is disgusting. You guys are taking, and I just keep thinking of like how people like the trans community is already under fire and under target so much. And then we have these people, this group that's making it such an arbitrary thing that you can just, Oh, you can just change your gender because God said, and then like, <laughs> like I was aware of people like cutting their hair masculine and wearing masculine. I didn't know it extended to like, okay. yeah. Oh my God. Like there was, they had shown in the video, one of the members um, in the documentary, one of the members like was waiting for top surgery was doing like all like they're going full out. Like, because uh, these two morons on the internet said so. Yep. Oh my. Yeah. I'm actually speechless right now. Yeah. Uh, so it says many of these people have changed their pronouns, their hairstyles, wardrobes, names, and more about their physical appearance. A few went so far as to medically transition to do genders under the guidance of Jeff and Shalia. <sighs> That's a big deal. Yeah, and they're just like so nonchalant about it. They're just like, yeah, it's. I'm, and they're like, they applaud them for doing these things, and it's like, well, you're you're making it so that like, um, people don't really understand. Yeah, they're the really actual... convoluting the. Yeah. So, do they help these people pay for these? No. Oper- what? No. As far as I know, um, I, yeah. And we'll get in, like, they show Jeff and Shalia, like, they buy this big house, they buy all these nice cars, like, they have nice cars, they have this, all these things, because they're just, they're living off this, uh, the, this money from these people that they're completely abusing. Yeah, they're $4,444, because that's, like, a magical number, I'm sure. Yeah. And then, and then they're also saying you have to sign up for elective surgery and pay for it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like I remember um, the person that they show in the documentary. I could be wrong. If people have listeners, if you've watched it and I'm wrong, but um, I feel like they show a clip of them asking for like donations to help them pay for the top surgery or like they're waiting for to raise the money or whatever. Yeah. Like I have a friend that um, had to get help with their like we all chipped in obviously, but like it was their own choice and it was something they've been doing for years and, yeah. and, and it's expensive. It is. Yeah. Because it's an elective surgery. Like I broke my nose in high school and I still have problems with it, but to get it fixed is elective surgery because I need a plastic mm-hmm. surgeon. And like, that's crazy expensive. I couldn't oh. imagine. I could not imagine. Yeah. Uh, so the, the conservative Christian organization focus on the family, which was huge in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I think they still are, but, um, they've criticized the divines for operating a cult with a new age take on the prosperity gospel. That is two, two deeply flawed human beings 
So when focus on the family has a problem with you, then they're, you're pretty fucked up because they're <laughs> fucked up group all themselves. But seriously, um, they call them two deeply flawed human beings preaching a patchwork of new age beliefs for their personal gain. Uh, in response to criticism, Twin Flames Universe has stated that the allegations levied against Twin Flames Universe not only distort our true aims, methods, and curriculums, but also misrepresent the autonomy autonomy of our community members who are free to engage with our resources as they see fit. We are committed to confronting these allegations in an open and accountable manner. But we'll see that they don't. Um, they don't take accountability, of course. But oh no, what you know. what cult leader ever does though? Right. They <laughs> right? don't apologize. We don't apologize. Yeah, that sounds Long. familiar. Down in homophobe oaks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so going back to Lene, uh, she did not end up getting on a plane to Toronto, so she didn't go to your the Toronto airport. Oh, she didn't um, have to take a bus across town <laughs> to get to her gate. That's that's too bad. I'm sorry for you. I really, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Toronto. I'm really sorry. <laughs> uh, but she ended up uh, a week before her trip. She decided to leave the Twin Flames universe, disconnect from everyone on social media, and never look back. Good girl. Yeah. Uh, now she is joining a group, growing group of ex-members speaking out against the couple who say they built a cult imp- empire by exploiting their students. Uh, yeah. Uh, Vice has spoke to half dozen ex-students of Twin Flames Universe as well as three parents of current members. Former students say they were gaslit and manipulated into volunteering hundreds of hours of free labor, exploited for thousands of dollars, discouraged from seeking professional mental health care, and cut off from their families. That's the other thing is they they tell you to... Oh yeah, you have to cut ties, right? If your families aren't for what you're doing, then they... And also they talk to like these parents in this documentary and they're like... We just they just kind of disappeared from like they would go up to their room for hours on end talking to these people and it feels like teenagers like on Mm -hmm. like minecraft or something it's it's very strange to be like you're a grown-ass adult Mm -hmm. and i don't know it just i mean i get it i was at a point in my life where i was extremely lonely and isolated and just wanted to make friends so yeah you know yeah well and i a lot of them are younger like in their 20s but then there are some like there was one i think it is the arcelia um she's a little older but she and she's been wanting to find her twin flame you know and like she oh. um and i heartbreaking like yeah, I just, I feel so, I just want to hug all these people and be like, you are completely, you are a whole person all by yourself. You don't, you're not mm-hmm. missing anything. Yeah. Just be yourself and you're going to be okay. Like, yeah. <sighs> let's see. Some students faced arrest and involuntary psychiatric treatment in the wake of their involvement with the Twin Flames universe. Um Vice has also reviewed group uh, messages between Twin Flames' highest ranks discussing how to handle a student's death by suicide. Oh, my word. Yeah. On Facebook posts, a couple leading Twin Flames universe openly called themselves the Master of Christ, and their associates are now attempting to start a tax-exempt church based on their teachings. (laughs) Of course they are. Okay. A couple things. If you're not allowed to talk to your family... 
if uh, there's tax exemption <laughs> and you're paying an ass ton of money, you, honey, call your dad. You're in a cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Like, I just, and I, I like to think that I would be, I don't know. I'm just like, and maybe it's because of how I was, how we were raised, but I'm just like, and how we've like been, we've been doing the work. So we're aware of these things and we've been like researching these other groups and it's like, how do they not know? How do they not know? But it's like, we were there still, though. Yeah. yeah. We have to remember yeah. that like, we were those people that were like, absolutely. This is a hundred percent true. Why would you ever question it? Like, exactly. <laughs> we're so much better than everybody else because we know. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's the exceptionalism that also that they teach that like, oh, you guys are, um, you guys are in you're superior because you know this, you have this knowledge that nobody else has. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. No, no, they just pick and choose from a bunch of other places and mm-hmm. crammed it into together. So that Yanya Lelich, I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. Do you know Lelich? Yes, that's right. Yeah, Lelich. Lelich. Yeah. Uh, she says that if it, this Twin Flames universe fits into a constellation of self-help and wellness cults that sell sweeping answers to life's biggest problems and disguise thought reform and manipulation practices as therapy. Uh, she says it's part of a whole movement, part of this kind of fix-it-quick fix culture um, that we especially have in America. Oh, yeah. That's a good point of, like... We just want the quick fix. We want the we want the, the answers yeah. now. We want the cure my cancer now. We don't, yeah. you know, we've been like, uh, like when I worked at the yoga studio, we there was this um it was Baptiste Yoga's power, I don't know, it was something where you could like it was a four week course and it was gonna like empower you to like make all these huge changes in your life. And I'm like But it's like an hour a week for four weeks. Like that's not gonna <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna <laughs> I know I would be like people would come in to like sign up for it and pay and I just I had this like weird feeling in my stomach of like oh and they were like I'm gonna lose 400 pounds or whatever like, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like in four weeks that's a whole person a week like <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> I don't know it was just and it's it was also weird healthy to do that so also, yeah and I don't I'm I don't know Baptiste yoga has always given me a bit of the ick so yeah uh, so Jeff and Shalia seem to be doing well for themselves. In videos, the couple claim to drive a Corvette, lease a Porsche, and afford other expensive luxuries as a result of their spiritual business. Uh, Jeff, Jeff says, Shalia and I have become wealthy from sharing the blessing of our work with the world. This is the American dream, to come from nothing and make something of yourself. To so, scam people and get money and get rich. Also remember that he was like a business student and he'd also like oh, yeah. he had started this other blog, like a blog like an adventure blog, and it kinda he was oh, trying yeah, to Ender's monetize adventure, that. right? Yeah. Yeah. He was trying to monetize that and it didn't work. And then he met Shalia and it this is where it like he's like, Oh, uh, we're he just thing. had to find the right mm-hmm. niche to get rich. Yep. I see you. But then he starts believing his own bullshit and starts calling himself the like reincarnation of Christ and stuff. So I'm Does just, he, though? Like, this is what I always get stuck on with cult leaders. Do they subscribe to their own or do they know it's a bunch of crap that they've made up and they just are like... <laughs> like that's my question about the... Mormon prophets, yeah. 
leaders, like they know that they've got to know. They've got to know. <laughs> like, they've come got, on. They have all the secret, sacred. Yeah. <laughs> they got to know that it's all a bunch of crap. Uh, yeah. This is what I always get stuck on. I'm like, how how deep does the like brainwashing go? Right. I yeah. But, um. And I'm sure there's yeah. I'm sure there's studies on that or whatever. But I just anyway. Seriously, I'd love to like pick somebody's brain that knows way more than I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so Lene, back to her, she said she was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder in 2012, years before she found Twin Flames Universe. Uh, she had tried psychotherapy and was looking for more ways to deal with her trauma, which she said left her prone to blaming herself for the actions of others. So, of course, that mirror exercise would resonate for her, like, oh. At first, Twin Flames gave her an online space to talk about her emotional triggers with an assigned coach, but over time, the group group grew more demanding. Um, in an email to Vice, Jeff echoed mental health claims pulled from their mind alignment process website. The company claims their healing modality dramatically reduces symptoms of PTSD and resolves childhood trauma. Okay. We have been able to help others achieve miraculous results in their lives without harming themselves or others in any any way. If Jeff's use of miraculous isn't troubling enough, he also made claims about curing cancer via one extremely vague ant- anecdote. I once had a client with stage 4 terminal breast cancer. He wrote in an email device, During the time I worked with her, her medical reports indicated decreased signs of cancer and the tumor in her breast decreased in size. These findings were from her doctors. I believe physical diseases have spiritual roots. Um, he's taking credit for what the doctors are doing. Yeah, I was like, how is he getting medical? Like, obviously <laughs> she was undergoing treatment then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh... Uh, Lene was not alone in joining the group in the middle of heartbreak and trauma, nor was she the only one to find a sense of meaning and purpose at first. Uh, she says the inner circle told her that God had chosen her to join the company and their spiritual mission. She paid hundreds a month for coaching and workshops and started coaching others. So it becomes a pyramid scheme. So they pull these people into like, oh, you're a leader. You're, that's the inner circle, yeah. which is very much like Till Swan did. You're the inner circle. We're yeah, going to help spread the bullshit, you know. Can we just like these online life coaches and like you find them on Instagram and Facebook and all these there's no oversight of these people. Any Joe Blow off the street can claim that they're a life coach. Yeah. I could. Maybe that's our new path. We're life coaches. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> Again, can't keep an orchid alive, but yeah. I would <laughs> yeah. have to live your life better and be all you can be. Well, and it's like, why don't we start demanding people to show proof of what they can do? Like, show me your credentials before you fucking tell me how to live my life. <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking. I think we're thinking of the same person in specific that we know of that's like, sign up for my life coaching. And I'm like, where's your certification? Where is your where is your schooling? What did what what do you yeah, we've have? Yeah, we having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, to show me that you have any knowledge whatsoever other than like mm, I figured it out so yeah, I can help you figure it out like yeah well and as somebody who's been studying psychology like just even shortly you know and I'm I don't feel prepared to like 
do therapy for people, you know, with with the bachelor's degree. You know, and I understand why you need at least a master's yeah. to specify because the field of psychology is so big. I understand why you need to like hone that down into like spe- specialties that you can. Mm-hmm focus on to help people because if you just were like oh yeah i know psychology i can help everybody that's not going to (laughs) work yeah like there's this big thing right now of somatic workouts which is it's just yoga but it's it's this emphasis of like oh you carry all of your stress and blah 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 in your hips which might be true but like Mm -hmm. there's no way to it's 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 just another level of like oh I have all this not no I took an anatomy course and did like a hundred hour mm-hmm. you know um practicum like the book cultish by Amanda Montel she talks a lot about um like those helped oh you got it <laughs> I grabbed it from the library it's yeah amazing and it's it's a good like overview of like it's nothing in it was really surprising for me mm-hmm. there were some like really cool insights to it but like. And I think her voice was like a nice, um, it was refreshing to hear like some of her perspective, but, um, she talks about like these health cults like that, that like CrossFit and like these, um, uh, there's a few of them that she talks, brings up in there that it's like the reason why they resonate with people is because they focus on one problem and the health cults are like a huge thing. Huge. Everybody wants to be fit. Everybody wants to, you know, they want to better themselves physically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's an easy way to target those to pe- people. And it's a vanity thing, too. Of like, you're yeah. going to look better. Better, so you're going to attract yeah. a higher caliber of, you know, it all goes back to. Attracting. Yeah. Which is the Twin Flames thing. But yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So Twin Flames students paid 2000 These stupid numbers $2,222 for unlimited access to relationship videos $1,899 for unlimited life purpose videos and about $200 per session for one-on-one work with a coach again a coach who has no training no no yeah life coaches are actually people that they've taken from their members of the group that they've just elevated up into this different like MLM idea and uh yeah it's wild so wild. Uh, if members sold a lifetime membership worth $2,222, they were eligible for a 10% commission, a milestone Lene ever never reached during her six months of work. Another ex-student vice spoke to said she quit her job at a top medical school to do social media coaching and outreach for the group full-time. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh. Top medical school. Anyway, Twin Flames plates romance and enlightenment in disturbing ways. Um, achieving harmonious union with the Twin Flame was promoted as a cure-all for life problems, while sickness or romantic failure was often attributed to not aligning with God or the group. Harmonious union? Why does that make me want to toss my cookies? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, through repeated mind alignment exercises that reinforce these beliefs, uh, ex-students say they learn to fear leaving the group or going against Jeff and Shalia's orders. So there's that fear-based stuff. Uh, instead of encouraging Lene to move on from the man she met at the gym, she says the group affirmed that she was he was her twin flame and said that any rejection was a result of her own failure to do spiritual work. Yeah. So this man saying no to her, I'm married, is her what 
Yeah, it's her fault. It's her fault, of course. No, it's uh, just him being a good guy and like being loyal to his wife. No, it's her fault that she can't make him cheat. Yeah, this no. is so twisted. So, and I don't know if um, I've got a lot of. Let's see. I do get into. Let's see. I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure that I. I probably should have looked at this again, but um, let's see. It's on. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's so one of the in the documentary. There's two like best friends that end up in the in the group, and one of them starts in the group, and then um, she tells her friend about it, and I think it is what is her name. Anyway, she's she becomes really high in the group later, but she drags her friend into it, and her friend ends up with her twin flame, who's abusive, and she's oh. also a minor at the time, and um, so she ends up moving to Utah for this guy. I know, <laughs> and um, yeah, and is they don't she doesn't elaborate on it but you get the idea that she was sexually abused that there was like all this shit that happened to her but then you see her um in the videos and she's talking to jeff and shalia and they're just like so happy for them and like they want to make them the poster children for the the group and like how can you like go from like (laughs) it just makes it impossible to leave at that point because you're just like i am in this terrible like i I don't like this guy. He's got, he also had a criminal record. Um, and of course so, he did. Of course he did. There's no vetting process for these people, you know? And so there's um, this guy like, and like she ends up leaving. The, that does kind of have a happy ending, but she's in, she talks about her relationship with her best friend that she'd had since childhood is done. Yeah. And her friend is like devastated that because she later sees, you know, that this is a fucked up thing and she's like trying to repair her relationship, but she gets, she's, she and this um, other student drive to Utah to pull her out of that relationship and wow. save her from it, which was huge. But like, anyway, that's part of the documentary and it's, it's um, one of the more tragic stories, I think from that, because she was like, yeah. She was yeah. paired with this abuser, you know, like, and there was no, like, but they kept telling her, like, this is your twin flame. It, it's your fault that, that you're not happy with it. It brings to mind, I read um, ugh, Megan Fox's book of poetry, I'm air yeah. quoting poetry, <laughs> and she talks about how her and what's his name with the hair? Uh, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. I know that, but... Uh. She talks about how, like, they're twin flames. And, like, here's my thoughts. And you and people can be mad at me if they want. But this is what I, I got, like, a lot of hate on the internet for my opinion. If it is a book of fictionalized poetry about this abusive relationship and and it is glorifying this abuse that she's going through. Like, she's talking about, like, bleeding on the floor and covered in bruises and cuts and blood and all this. It's so problematic so if she's using it to get clout for this book that she's written. Mm-hmm. Ew. Yeah. If this is actually happening to her, like she needs help. She needs to get out yeah. because she's so strongly 
brainwashed into this idea of he's my twin flame. I'm nothing without him. I have to be with him. And so either way, and somebody was like, oh, you're assuming a lot about her relationship. And I was like, fuck off. Like she, she put it out there that she's in an abuse. She wrote literally how he's abusing her in a poem. So I'm not assuming anything. She wrote it, but Mm -hmm. because he's her twin flame, she has to be with him because he's her life source. He's the only thing. And I'm like, that is so problematic that is so dangerous mm-hmm. that is so scary this woman has children in this situation like mm-hmm. well and i everything what? i know about them i know involuntarily but like everything i do know about them uh-huh. i'm like this is all red flags like all over it they have yeah. wedding rings that like harm them physically harm when they, them take, they them try to take them off yeah like and i'm they I'm wear like, each other's blood disgusting like are how is this normal? And why are we not like telling her like, Hey, maybe like, why aren't we trying to intervene with this? Like, yeah. And if it was just two jackasses who were celebrities for whatever reason, fine, whatever. But she has children. There are minor children involved in this situation. And I'm like, if the abuse is as bad as you're saying it is, these children are seeing this abuse on, on a regular basis. Mm hmm. And you're claiming that because we're made from the, we're not just soulmates. We're made from the same stardust or what the fuck ever. It's so disgusting to me. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you think of like the, the church, like we were raised to believe that like you have this one eternal companion that is going to be with you for eternity. And so you are willing to go through any abuse, whatever you need to do in that relationship because mm-hmm. this is your eternal companion this is who you're yeah. meant to be with this you yeah. got you went through the temple you were sealed you have no yeah. reason to like yeah like to I get sat out in that that yeah. ceiling room with those freaky mirrors and did the <laughs> stupid grip over the altar like because you know he had prayed and he had had confirmation and he's a priesthood holder so of course i had to be married like it's so twisted and disgusting and yeah. dangerous Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So Lene says that she like, so with her twin flame, that guy in the gym, um, she's like normal. Lene would be like, yeah, I'm going to respect this person's boundaries. But um, she says that her thought process was far from normal uh, through group pressure and concentrated bullying tactics. She grew dependent on direction from twin flames universe. She says she was coached at escalating contact including showing up at his work and gym. You get to the point where you think I've done so much healing work on this. I think I know I can show up. Ugh. Um, the audacity. Yeah. Lene said any criticism about the group's coaching and decision-making was shot down and turned around on her. I was told I was just upset about something. Her upset was characterized as a product of not loving herself not enough or not aligning herself with God. Some students who resisted coaching were berated and shamed by the group. Welcome to the real world, folks, where scumbags will rape you until you die, reads one Facebook post signed by Jeff on Shalia's phone on March 18th, 2019, which blamed students for not selling enough courses. Jeff was, yeah, Jeff was not being a mean old ass. He was showing you reality, a reality you absolutely refuse to see, even when it was has been happening to you for weeks while you watch all that you love choke and die. Yeah. Uh, though Jeff maintains the strong language in the post as part of his own blunt, unabashed the human writing style, ex-students now call it a form of gaslighting and manipulation. People with trauma already blame themselves for nine out of ten things, Lene says. 
they're easy to be targeted. They'll easily accept, okay, yes, this is me. There's something wrong, and I'm the problem. Lene discovered through the Inner Circle group chats that a student had died by suicide in April 2019, which ultimately contributed to her decision to leave. In messages reviewed, viewed by Vice, one member of the Twin Flames executive board said the woman declined one-on-one -on -one mind alignment therapy sessions with Jeff shortly before her suicide. In the chat, group members offered each other support, but decided not to recognize or remember the student in the larger Facebook group. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, so the website and Facebook page for Twin Flames Mind Alignment Process now include a disclaimer encouraging students experiencing suicidal thoughts to contact a suicide prevention hotline. The disclaimer echoes one posted by another spirituality influencer named Tail Swan. Felt <gasps> a similarly named completion process. Both groups borrow from other traditional and pseudoscientific therapies, according to ex-members who have studied cognitive behavioral therapy and internal family systems therapy. Another ex-member who has asked to remain anonymous uh, said she joined Twin Flames in the aftermath of a serious health scare and a breakup with an abusive partner. She told Vice that she was also coached to ignore rejection and escalate contact with her so-called twin flame even after he filed a restraining order. She says the group encouraged her to violate that court order, resulting in an arrest and ongoing legal issues. It's just like Mormons. We uh, we follow the law unless like God's law says not to. Then we don't. Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah. so. Don't worry about the police. Don't worry about the restraining order. God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, so Gregory Appy, I'm going to skip some of it, was a 29-year-old music producer living in Belgium when he first came across Jeff and Shalia's Life Purpose classes in 2015. Uh, he was following a handful of other spirituality and self-help YouTubers when their videos popped up on his feed. Um, I was searching for someone I can relate to. He said, someone I can talk to about the cosmos, science, art, everything. Like Lene, Abby says he has a history of mental health issues, including complex post-traumatic stress disorder that stems from his childhood. He suggests his experience with trauma and lack of boundaries growing up might have had more, made it more difficult for him to recognize red flags. So like I was saying, like, how do these people not know? It's just because they're so traumatized already. Mm -hmm. Like, they're vulnerable people. Yeah, they are. Uh, Abby didn't, Gregory did not invest as much time and money as other members he knew. He says he mostly stuck to the free videos and the public Facebook discussion. When he did pay for exclusive classes, he noticed inconsistencies between the glowing testimonials and free YouTube posts and the emotional pain and financial struggles students expressed in private workshops. Wow. About a year into his membership with Twin Flames University, he was encouraged to romantically pursue a woman who was already part of the group. His discomfort eventually led him to come out as asexual. All my life, I've known, I've sort of known this, but I'm asexual, he says. Um, I never understood it. I always felt alone and odd, this weird artsy dude with no sexual attraction toward anyone. He left the group in 2017 after Jeff allegedly scammed him into creating an album's worth of music for no compensation. I put a lot of work into it. I didn't get credited, mentioned, or paid. And of course, Jeff did not address Vice's questions about his unpaid labor. Um, though ex-members like Lene and Gregory have been shunned and blocked by their former social circle, circle, they have since found each other and banded together to warn others. One woman Vice spoke to, said to her sister, 
said her sister encouraged her to write a Reddit post about her experience, which has become a landing page for excommunicated members and families looking for support. Wow. Um, we've heard of... Let's see, this is what Jeff says. Uh, we have heard of some people contacting police, threatening to pursue legal action, but nothing ever transpired because we are doing nothing even remotely illegal. Um, well, I mean, but there's yeah. some gray area there. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, Hitler didn't start the gas chambers, but he's still responsible. Jeff and Shalea are not stalking people, but they are mm-hmm. responsible for the harassment and the stalking. So that was um, an extreme. That was an extreme. No, you're, you're right. All I could no. think of though was like somebody responsible for a horrible thing. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, um, but they, they're so, well, it's like, um, Manson. He, um, yeah. Charles Manson. That's a perfect sent, example. Sent them off to kill people, but yeah. he could, he couldn't actually be, you know, he didn't actually kill anybody, but yeah. he's responsible for those deaths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were also going to, let's see, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, so as the series, the documentary um, shows the majority of Twin Flame members were straight cisgender women, like we talked about. And after a while, many of them had found their perfect match. In December 2019, Jeff and Shalia channeled 20 new Twin Flame pairings within the group itself. Twin Flames Universe teaches the existence of a divine masculine, divine feminine, and while it may seem outwardly supportive of the LGBTQ plus community, the group also believes that in a harmonious Twin Flame union, so there must be a masculine and feminine, the majority of people who were paired in December 2019 were two women, and half of them were told that they were now actually divine masculines. Jeff and Shalia pressured people to change their names, pronouns, and gender presentations, uh, the public post, public statement that you would see in the Twin Flames Universe forum that Jeff and Shalia would post is, we're not pushing anybody to transition. Whatever that looks like for you is fine, former member Victoria says in the show. Uh, but behind closed doors, the messaging was different. It had become a form of conversion therapy. Yeah. Of the former members interviewed in the docuseries, one had begun to transition, then reversed course when she left the group. And That was the older woman. So there's like this older woman that she had been she had been with a guy and they said that that was her twin flame and then right. that didn't work out and so then they paired her with a woman and they're and like oh just kidding you're actually masculine like, and they're like that's <laughs> they're like the reason why that didn't work out is because you're actually divine masculine that's exactly why didn't I'm why didn't these master christ people know that in the beginning like it's so yeah. makes me want to shake people <laughs> yeah uh, a former member who left in 2021 said that before she left, two people had had top surgery. Uh, it's not impossible that some of these people who start in, out in the group of straight cisgender women realize that they happen to be trans, says Dr. Cassius Adair. But I don't hear in the testimony of the people in Twin Flames Universe something like, I want to get closer to who I am. What I'm hearing them say is, I want to get closer to who I'm supposed to be. And he says that raises a red flag for him. That doesn't feel right to me. We don't want to be, there to be a soul speaker about gender. Um, so where are they now? Uh, this gets into... Okay. So though many former members... You, you just thought it... Just when you think it doesn't get worse. But 
Um, Though many members have since left the group, Twin Flames Universe is still running. In April 2019, one member of the group died by suicide. Another former member was encouraged to violate a restraining order from her Twin twin Flame and went to jail. Jeff began to identify as the second coming of Jesus, and Jeff and Shalia started the Church of Union, nonprofit umbrella, under which they run multiple for-profit businesses. Doesn't that sound familiar? (laughs) (laughs) He's the second coming of Christ. Wow. And he's actually, like, started grooming himself to look like Jesus. Like, he's got long hair, he's got a beard. Oh, yeah, I saw a picture. He's greasy looking. He ain't no Jesus. He's greasy. Greasy. Um, The couple began to talk about a third twin flame, their unborn child, Grace, who was born in April 2023 and heralded as something of a a messiah. Poor child was born with a job? Yeah. Great. They also, um, in the documentary, I feel like... I could be remembering this wrong. So they, they start, Shalia gets pregnant and they're like, oh, this is like, she's the Messiah, the princess Christ or whatever. And um, the, but before that she had had like a miscarriage, I want to say. And they, like, it was publicly like, like, oh, she wasn't. And like Shalia was kind of shamed for like, Oh, she wasn't ready. I'm like, but she's the mother Christ, right? Or whatever. Oh so. my. Okay. Regardless and of she's her being shaming trash, too. Yeah. Like that. A miscarriage is such an emotionally horrible thing to go through. Yeah. Yes, she's garbage as a as a person, but like that's. But yeah, it's still a. I mean, it's a terrible thing to go through. Terrible. Oh my god. Um. Well, and they show in the documentary he treats her like shit like he talks down to her oh yeah he's like yelling at her in the in the videos sometimes and she's just like at first they showed like videos when they first started and they're both kind of they're both talking and there's like this dynamic mm-hmm. of like them both kind of being like harmonious and whatever but all i have really only because sorry. jeff is like yeah he's the main character and then she's just he kind of like meh Meh. All I've really seen is her being like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. what he said. Mm-hmm. That's basically yeah, that's right, the yeah. dynamic. Okay. Like she just kind of sits back she's and like just a lets little, talk. She's like a little pet that sits there, and and anytime I've seen her try and speak up, he's like, I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, he shuts her down like real quick. I don't, I don't know why, oh, but. Honey. Oh honey. Uh, I mean, but I feel bad. Yeah. Oh, there's like this little bit of sympathy for her because I think she's. She's in an abusive relationship. Yeah. Oh, 100%. for sure. <laughs> um, but it's kind of the prison that she's built herself. You know, I and not to like yeah. victim blame or anything, but she like she's part of this too. Like she is. She's part of the problem. Yeah. 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 She could just uh, very easily on one of these live calls be like, "This is all fake. We made this up. I am not actually Christ. I'm gonna go and like." Yeah exit stage left and i'm taking grace and money with me so yeah yeah exactly so i mean that's probably not safe for her to do but yeah he would probably she's probably tied down in so many like contracts or whatever with him like i just yeah yeah. and he would probably unalive her but he could get away with it because he's unsafe yeah he does not seem like a well individual so in the documentary one of the main people that they interview a lot is keely and i think she's the She's she's the one that I was talking about that went to Utah to save her best friend from it from that. Okay. So. That's uh, a cute name, Keely. I like that. Yeah. 
Um, I think it, she said, so this is her, I think a lot of it was to distract us from what was happening to us right before our eyes, the whole unborn child grace that can, um, Jeff was ready to buy a giant 300 person event hall and we were to live in a trailer on that property while we renovated it and make a farm. One of the things that was implied when we were supposed to move to Michigan was that we would be having children when we moved there. Jeff and Shalia said that everyone has the opportunity to have golden children, which are children who are already ascended. There's that whole ascended thing that Mother God was talking about that had uh, – anyway. Uh, the golden children would then be twin flames with other golden children, and couples who could not physically produce a child together would be able to seek sperm donation from another group member. But that member had to be chosen by Jeff. Of course. And what are the odds that Jeff's going to be like, you know what, I'll just sleep with you because then it's just, you know, easy peasy, That's done right. and done. It's, yeah. Ew. Oh. Yeah. Ew, he's so greasy. Yeah. Jeff and Shalia would decide whether someone was worthy of having a child based primarily on reaching a certain level of income. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, and then... Jeff and Shalia also announced that they would be taking 50% of their Ascension coach's income. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll end with this quote by the Cassius, Dr. Cassius Adair. Um, he says, I hope the people who are watching with horror what Jeff and Shalia are doing come to realize that you have a lot in common with the trans community because we as trans people want everyone to have ownership of their own body and be able to present ourselves and find love as who we are. Uh, and that's what Jeff and Shalia think is a threat to their business model. Wow. Wow. This is so much more yeah. than I even knew about. Like, mm-hmm. Crazy shit. Crazy shit. I was... And listeners, if you haven't watched that documentary, it's really well done. It's, um, uh, I think, three episodes, three or four episodes. It's not very short, not very long, but it's yeah, um, it's <laughs> too really... long for me to pay attention to, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really interesting to like see the perspective of like people who have left, and they even they interview the mothers. I didn't get into that because it would be too long, oh, but the um, heartbreaking though, I bet. Yeah. They, they interviewed the one mother of the one uh, who was told – one of the people that had been told to transition. Mm-hmm. And they're like – she's like, that's not my daughter. Like, that's – like, what is happening? What did you yeah. do to her? You know, like, like if, you're, if your daughter came to you and said, I want to transition, it, I'm sure they would have been respectful. and But they're seeing it being forced upon them, and they're probably just like – how dare you? Like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, and it just, uh, when I was watching it, I was like, that just twists the conversation around, tra- like what Dr. Adair was saying, it twists the conversation around transgenderism because it makes makes it something that, like, it's an arbitrary decision or something that can be, like you said, like, can be forced. Yeah. I'm trying to be somebody I'm supposed to be rather than, like, oh, yeah, who I authentically am. am. Yeah. yeah. And it, it really adds to the whole, like, the grooming conversation. They're grooming these people into becoming, oh, I hate it so much. I just, I hate the whole, yeah. I don't understand how people like this can get away with it. Like, there's no there's no protection for the vulnerable, pe- vulnerable people who get sucked into these types of situations. Yeah. And 
lose their livelihood and their identity and it just it makes me want to cry for them and i don't cry easily <laughs> no. well and the um the people who've left like the keely um she like it's kind of heartbreaking in her story because she um she did she became in part of the inner circle she was like i spread this bullshit like i was part of it and i was like i she's like i will forever feel guilty for what i did to my best friend the other people that i've like been forced to abuse like i've been manipulated into abusing other people yeah that's the problem is not only was she abused but she's an abuser as well and that's something that is going to take a lot i mean yeah you know it's something that we've all kind of gone through because we were raised to treat people a certain way mm-hmm. and now we have to like <laughs> yeah. like we talk about um i'm sorry about what for what I said when I was Mormon, but that's yeah. like, it is a true thing. It's a real thing, yeah, because we were judgmental assholes, honestly. Mm-hmm. We really oh, yeah. were. And I said things to people that will haunt me until my dying days, I'm sure, just oh, because yeah. I didn't know any better. And now, <laughs> oh, it's just awful. But really, I mean, we're just, we're doing what we can now to yeah. move on, like, do pay it forward, like, and be like, hey, we can for, not forget about that, like, but we can do better. We can do better. We, we've learned so we can do better. Exactly. No better, do better. Yeah. That's right. Yay. <sighs> well, I hated it. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs>